from the first whistle blow till the game is on the line. This is stoppage time. Tyler, woo! How do you feel, buddy? How are you feeling today, my I'm, friend? I'm feeling good. Uh, we, we are coming at you directly after the Champions League final has blown its final whistle. Uh, champion has been crowned. Might not be who you expect, but uh, I, at least for me, I thought that it was, uh, before we start diving into it, I thought it was a uh, more exciting game than I was expecting. Definitely, definitely more exciting game than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting a blow by any means, um, but like Tyler said, definitely did not go in the direction that I thought it would go. Um, a lot of things that we need to discuss and talk about while we're here. Guys, Champions League finals. It is the epitome of European football. It is the height, the zenith of all things great about the sport. And it is the king of competitions when it comes to football in general, especially club football. And today we had a couple of things happen that blew everyone out of the water. Uh, some record-making um, events that took place. Um, just want to do this right now. Tyler, we need to send congratulations to Christian Pulisic. Why are we congratulating the young man today? To, to blow the lid off who won the whole thing. Chelsea is the Champions League champions, newly crowned. And uh, he is the first American, not only to American male, to participate in a Champions League final, but mm -hmm. the first to win a Champions League final. Correct. Absolutely. And also he was like, as we know from before, he was the first to, um, to score in a semifinals uh, in a Champions League. First American male to score in a, in a semifinals. This has been a historic moment. And honestly, uh, a couple things that we need, uh, we really need to touch on right now. How how horrid does PSG feel this morning? Well, today, or probably feel tonight um, after such a glorious win from their former uh, from their former coach. Well, first first off, you know we, we did give the congratulations to Pulisic, but the the real congratulations should go to Thomas Tuchel. Uh, his his yeah. reign at Chelsea, his brief reign at Chelsea, which technically started with this season. He was fired uh, from PSG just December of last year. Mm -hmm. he, he, he has been there a total of, I will call it six months, five, six months at, at Chelsea, took over the team in the middle of uh, Frank Lampard's tumultuous uh, season that the, that the club was having. And uh you know, they, they finished fourth in the Premier League. They, they were at least guaranteed to be back in this tournament uh, next year uh, with some help from my Spurs uh, defeating uh, Leicester City. They, they were helped greatly. Um, so I will take all the Chelsea fans' uh, congratul uh, thank yous uh, here in a bit. <laughs> I mean, just the, the fact that PSG dumped him a very unceremoniously like they, mm -hmm. they, they were in the champions league. They, they were doing all right uh, in, uh, in their domestic league, but I guess it wasn't up to what they wanted or they didn't like what his brand was. I still don't know why he was let go. 
I don't think it's ever actually come out what actually happened behind the scenes, but uh, he got quickly snatched up by Chelsea who were looking for a new direction uh, and, and had a couple of players that he had coached in the past. Tiago Silva, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of course was on PSG last year in that, in that final, as well as he has coached Pulisic before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he, and obviously he's been there. He was yep. there last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, he's got the experience. He's got the pedigree. Those players probably backed him up, which enabled him to get signed by Chelsea and look at it now. So what they didn't win the premier league, you know, I, I think they'll, they, they, uh, who cares that they didn't win the FA cup that, that Leicester beat them for, for the FA cup. Not only are they champions league champions this year, they'll, they'll be back in the champions league to defend that title next year. And exactly. Leicester won't. So, so, you know, all those things we're, we're, we're jumping right into, into the meat of, of our thoughts what we're thinking but let's run over the game real quick so game started off fast and furious as we know um as if you watch the game it was a fantastic game very clean game um in regards to cards um but we had only a couple of frustration ones at toward the end of the game which which i also thought that the 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 refereeing for this game was exceptional they let the players play um which led the game to play a little bit quicker which was better than the majority of the games that we saw in the champions league so far but uh two two injuries that took place fairly early in the game not not as early as the goal but uh tiago silva going out on the 39th minute and uh kevin de bruyne leaving at the 60th minute uh, with two horrible injuries, as a matter of fact. Uh, Tiago Silva going down twice before deciding to move him off to, to bring on Andreas Christensen. And then we had Kevin De Bruyne go down with an injury on the 60th minute and uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, coming on to fill that role there. Defensively, tactically, Chelsea was superb. I don't know how else to explain that, how else to say that. Um, they had very uh, limited possession with only 40% for the entire game while um, but they pressed every time that they counterattacked it was dynamic it was um, it was impressive now they did have a lower shooting percentage than uh, Manchester City believe it or not but Manchester City only missing two shots uh, on target and um, well two shots off target and then uh, Chelsea having two shots off target having five shots off target with seven and eight total shots com- uh, combined. Um, very even game between the two when it comes to the statistics. But when you watch the game, when you add, and it's advised that you watch these games, a lot of brilliant little flicks and tricks that came in um, to every possession between the two sides. Um, but this was a game that Manchester City was completely, well, I wouldn't say completely dominated, but they were more or less dominated. A lot of errant passes um, going into defenders, a lot of clean tackles coming from either side. Angola Conte having some incredibly um, acrobatic tackles going in and taking the ball away um, from the Manchester City players. It was a fast-paced, dynamic game coming down to seven minutes in, uh, in extra time and in, in, in extra time at the end stoppage time, which is the name of the show, uh, <laughs> coming at the end of, uh, of the second half um, to really ramp up the, uh, the emotions on the field. It was quite an emotional game. I'm not going to lie. Um, seeing our last bits of Sergio Aguero 
um, at the end of the game to try and muster up the win uh, coming in at the 77th minute, but was not able to pull through with the win. Manchester City, first time being there alongside a a lot of other first-timers, such as our last year competitors in PSG being the first time in the final and losing um, to Bayern Munich. They said it, it well. It's well. I was watching the 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 post game show. They said that the um, you know first time entries don't usually win, and uh, it's it's apparent as to why. You know, I I just kind of thought that because they had because they had Pep Guardiola on their side, it would have been a little bit more of uh, a high scoring game if they didn't win. At least it would have been a higher scoring game. But a lot of a lot of errors there, and and I do. I do put some responsibility on Pep Guardiola for the loss today, as, as well as the players. Well, it's it's interesting too, and they they brought this up a lot during the uh, the broadcast that Pep changed up his lineup a lot from what had been working, mm-hmm. and it's he he second guessed himself a lot, and I think it was due to the fact that Chelsea had beaten them twice in a row recently. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, and this was the biggest stage that it could have happened on. Yeah. And so I think he was trying to avoid a similar fate. And it and that that second guessing, that questioning, uh, because one, once you've made that decision, it's hard to fix it. Yeah. Once you put those players out there, it's hard to reverse it. And I, you know, it's again. I, I I don't know that this is necessarily even really a point we're talking about because you know woulda coulda shoulda but like I I know that there are some Man City fans that feel that if De Bruyne hadn't gotten hurt it would have been a different ending to that game mm-hmm. but I I don't, I don't necessarily believe that because of how defensive and well defensively played this game was from Chelsea they were happy to give up that possession to man city. And they're just like, you just won't get into the box. Exactly. We're, we're, we're going to keep you out of the box. And Chelsea is one of those interesting teams. And I, I obviously watching the game, I could kind of see it going this way, but you know, they're kind of thing. It's kind of like what uh, Jose used to do for the Spurs, which was let's score and then sit back. Mm-hmm. And and let our defense run the rest of this, and that's what ha- they only needed that one goal. The final score of this game was one to nothing. Yeah, they were happy to jump up one nothing and then not really try. Although I mean they were trying, but like not be as offensive as they were in the first half. And the only other time that you actually saw them get a little uh, offensive was when Pulisic came in the game, mm-hmm. and he almost scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Again, through a we, we haven't even talked about the first goal from from Kai Havertz yet. We no. we it's it's kind of getting overshadowed by everything else that uh, that took place in the game. I have an interesting but, stat for you here, Tyler. Before you continue, um, throughout the 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 knockout phases of this competition, Chelsea has only been scored on twice. Just food for thought. When it comes to to their defensive acumen, they they've only been scored on twice in all the, the knockout phases of this, uh, of the champions league. So, um, their defense is definitely that they're, they're counting that they're counterattacking 
um, play style has been working so far and has worked all the way up till the very end. And honestly, that's what happened. And they, uh, on Havertz's goal, they took advantage of a, well, it's huge because it led to a goal, but a huge basically defensive gap that Man City had. It was a mm-hmm. great pass from Mason Mount. Havertz was making a run. There was no defense there. Mm-hmm. The ball went straight to Mason Mount. Ederson had to make a decision and it didn't work out. Havertz wow. scored, which again, I had right before this happened, I had actually texted Greg and I was like, I don't know what Havertz is doing starting. I'm yeah. surprised that Pulisic didn't start over him because Pulisic has been playing a lot more and has been doing better and Havertz hasn't really been showing up. And then like two minutes later, he scored. It was <laughs> it. First off, it was weird, but <laughs> I mean, all, all credit goes to Chelsea. They mm-hmm. had a game plan. They stuck to it. And I mean, the same could be say, said of Pep. He had a game plan. It didn't work out. Yeah. And then De Bruyne going down, I'm sure didn't help, mm-hmm. but Chelsea was so stacked in there on defense so dialed in i don't know that it would have mattered no it, it was it was uh, a complex blanket defense uh you could see um in more times than not seven players behind the ball not really making movements to to get um to really press uh beyond that point but you also saw a lot of defensive action um from Angola conte especially uh, and and most of the defensive players honestly uh most of the players to 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 let you know made they they held back but when they pressed they did it quickly and that was the cause and the reason for a lot of lost possession going up i've never seen manchester city been being outplayed on that on 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 the final third of the field um the way that they were today a lot of opportunities from mares getting the ball picked off his toes um a lot of opportunities of phil foden was neutralized for the majority of this game if not the entirety of this game um, a lot of the crosses into the box being deflected and pushed away. It was it was one of those games that, you know, it could have gone either way. But as we know, as well as we've seen, uh, this team, this Chelsea team, really played really really well. Surprisingly, only having three um, center backs um, with four defensive midfielders, which kind of created that blanket defense. Um, with the, the, the real attacking few would have been um, uh, Mount, Havertz, and Werner until we had the, the changes in between. So it, it's interesting that you say that because Chilwell is a defender mm-hmm. and so is Reese James. But the way that Chelsea lined up in this game, a lot, like Chilwell was making runs. He, he is a much more offensive-minded defender. Mm-hmm. And so is Reese James. And again, Tuchel out coach Pep, yeah. like hands down. Yeah. And this strategy worked. And the, the only time that you thought it might not work is when Silva went down. Mm-hmm. He's the captain. He's the, the seasoned vet. He's, he was in the final last year, mm-hmm. as we said. And, you know, he's definitely been around the block and that could have sent that crashing down. But Andreas Christensen came in, no problem. No change, no change. Honestly, you know, as as good as everybody else played, I mean, I know it wasn't part of the plan, but he might have been the MVP. He made so many key defensive stops. 
mm-hmm. that made it like losing Silva was nothing when that could have been devastating. And, you know, on the flip side, you have player of the year in the Premier League, Ruben Diaz. And uh, he and John Stones didn't seem to be on the same page and you saw them scrambling. There mm-hmm. weren't a lot of shots, but Chelsea made a lot more runs than they probably should have been able to make against that defense. It's it, it's it's fascinating. And I, you know, I, I, I do have to bring this up on, on Greg a little bit. I, I and I and I will say I know I, I think I ultimately went with Man City winning this game, but Greg thought I was crazy for saying Chelsea even had a chance in this. No, and, no, no. And and and, and if no, you remember, no. I brought I brought up that Man City had lost to them lost. two two in a row. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think that the, I think that Chelsea might actually have their number, and this is probably going to be closer than we think it is. Right. And I was written off. I, I, no, no, no. There was no <laughs> there was no book out. I didn't have a pen in hand. I was writing nothing off. I said, if I remember correctly. And I, I know Tyler could go back and check on this. What I said was that Chelsea have a slim chance to actually come out victorious on this one. But I will take wrong in the fact that Chelsea did not have a slim chance. They had a wide open opportunity to beat Manchester City, which I did not realize. And this comes from the fact that Tyler watches almost every single uh, <laughs> Premier League game. Well, and, 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 you know, to my defense, I'm going to bring this up. To my defense, the, the Champions League games usually don't spill over into the Premier League. But because these two have met four times for the year so far, or more, as a matter of fact, there's twi- twice, but they've met four times for the year so far, right? Um, the two regular games in the Champions League and then the one, uh, the one domestic cup. Um, that they had the opportunity to meet each other in. And, um, you know, Chelsea having their number really set a psychological barrier over Pep Guardiola. Could he have won if it was against any other team? I believe it would have been a higher opportunity. I, I thought, me personally, the kind of, of coach that Pep Guardiola is, that he would have been able to see. Well, he, he made the adjustments. It just did not work. So yeah. it, just, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. He got all coached by Tuchel again. And that's that's a hard pill. That's a tough pill to swallow. We have to see what happens to Pep come next year. I know that since 2016, he's been saying, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll really have to see what happens, what the organization is going to do um, in terms of him um, being the coach. I'm not throwing out any speculations, but we did see um, we did see a similar situation in, in both of the teams that, that – um, that could not pull out the win in the final, that being uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs, uh, you know, Tyler's team and PSG, where the year after the coach um, was relinquished of all his duties. So I, I'm not sure if they'll do this to Pep. Pep has given them a lot of silverware, but, you know, these, these, are, these are the results that, uh, that they're not looking for when it comes to the Champions League. And this has been their goal since Pep has joined um, the Manchester City camp. So it's, uh, I'm just throwing out speculations just based on historical data. We've seen a consistency of coaches exiting their, their club after um, disappointing endings to the season um, coming this way. Something, something to look out for, Tyler. I, I, I think it depends because I, you know, I, I don't see Pep going anywhere. And especially like when I hear, 
you know, the rumors of who could sign with Man City and things like that. I, I, I don't think the club's going anywhere. And I, I, I think it would be a, uh, regardless of the town, I think it would be a step backwards if anything did happen to Pep. Because yeah. uh, he he is that good of a coach, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. In in a, in a long story short, for this year, in a matter of like a month, Man City went from potentially winning four trophies to only winning two. two. Mm-hmm. And you know they they probably won't scoff at the FA Cup, but they really as, as good as winning the Premier League is. They also really wanted to add Champions League yeah. to their to their mantle. And it just didn't happen because they were, they were outcoached. Mm-hmm. And in, in all honesty, the better team won. Yeah. Hands the, down. The, and it's, it's weird saying that as much as, as, as well as Man City has played this year and the things that they have accomplished and done, which is great. Especially but, opposite Chelsea. Like, I think that that's the thing for me. Like it's, it's weird to say that in the game, where Man City is against Chelsea on the highest stage, because we've seen Chelsea's season. Now, granted, like half of that was with uh, was with uh, Frankie, Lim- which yeah. I, I love. I love Frank Lampard, so um, I feel like I could call him Frankie. I don't think that he'll have a problem <laughs> with that. But it was really day and night, you know, seeing him coaching the team uh, and him running the the team versus um, Thomas Tuchel taking over. And the, the Tuchel takeover, that's what we could call it. It's a Tuchel takeover that really um, pushed Chelsea into another stratosphere and had them playing the best game of their lives. And now tonight they will go on to celebrate such a victory. And yeah, the, I, th- I think the only nut that neither coach could really crack uh, was how to get Timo Werner going. Yeah. But I mean that that that's a whole nother thing. I, I just wanted I did just want to put that out there. <laughs> poor poor Timo Werner, Werner has just had a lot of ups and downs this season, mostly downs. And uh yeah, it'll it'll n- neither coach seemed to be able to figure out how to get him going. It it seems like we want to take a crack. We were probably we should do an episode where we talk about Timo Werner's uh uh, season his twenty his twenty 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 one season and Tyler Tyler will lean in with the with the data the stats the analysis of how to get this young man going is is he he is a talented young man it just could not get him going uh, throughout the entire season well and it, I, I'm not gonna lie the, this this whole talk I, I know we usually don't record right afterwards and this was the championship and it's it's over. Champions mm-hmm. League is done. The the soccer season is done for the year. The the players all go back to their um to their home countries to play for their teams and uh, whether it's the Euros, whether uh you know it's the teams that aren't in the Euros that end up playing in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh you know all the play over here we have the CONCACAF which by the way um I'm going to both the semifinals and finals here in Denver it's being played at Bronco Stadium so nice. I will be there um next week on um, Thursday and Sunday watching uh both those games live you know but but the 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 leagues are done mm-hmm. the leagues are done and that this is the end and it's I, I feel like uh for the first time closing the show I, I'm not qu- quite sure, honestly, how to end it because it's 
we've been talking about the tournament there's always well next week let's look ahead to the next game let's look ahead to the next games we have next season yeah to, <laughs> to, to look forward to and it's really hard to set that up uh because we have the summer transfer window and you're going to, I feel like you're going to see a lot of players moving mm-hmm. a lot of players. Like I, I, I honestly believe you're going to see a lot of players jumping ship and a lot of uh, new faces and new places, which is exciting in itself. And you can't really set up those team no. teams or next season. So it's just like Chelsea won. Like that, that's it. Chelsea's that's it. won. <laughs> that's what we got. Like, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, uh, it's finality without knowing really how to end that. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like it's weird. It's exciting that, and maybe because that was the last game of this, of this season, maybe, you know, if other people watched it and didn't really feel that it was exciting, maybe I felt it was more exciting. Cause like, this is it, this is it before, <laughs> the, you know, the, everyone uh, starts playing for their home team. So like, it's, I don't know. I thought this was a very exciting uh, final, especially when I was kind of uh, expecting it to kind of be kind of humdrum. Um, the The score one zero kind of doesn't surprise me, but um, who won definitely surprises me. Yeah. Uh, how how almost convincingly, like looking at the stats, you wouldn't even say it was convincingly, but how baffled they had mm. Man City, uh, which is weird considering Man City's been pretty confident all year. Yeah, and, uh, and we we constantly gloat about how stacked they are, and they could pull anyone off the bench, and it will work. And and we we also we had way more confidence in Man City. I w- I would say this, and I I do need to apologize to to Tyler and to all of you. As a matter of fact, um, I won't believe in an all anything final. I don't believe in it, honestly. But this game had me at the edge of my seat, and has now honestly truly solidified the way in which English football is the dominant football on the planet. I put that out there. It's the, it's the most dominant league on the planet. The most eyeballs watch it. Um, and the best teams come from England. Honestly, there's, there's no, there's no two ways about it. The, the competition's over. It is, it is the most riveting football that you would watch to date. So, Tyler, I'm actually a little envious of you since you've seen the majority of the second half of the Premier League. The entire, like, all the games, guys. I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, peace and parcel. He's watched all the games. Saturdays and Sundays have been devoted. This boy's been waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, take the dog out for a walk, and then come back and watch football for half the day. It's impressive. And, and the Premier League has now solidified itself in world football as the most dominant league. So significant in that fact, I know that we pointed out at Christian Pulisic uh, in the significance of him being uh, uh, the first American male champions league um, finalist and winner. And then we had Thomas Tuchel who, you know, had a little redemption after being sacked over at PSG. And now for the entire, um, the entire English continent slash Island I call it a continent because that's what I learned in school, but it's a, it's technically an island for the entire um, that the, for the entire island it is the premier football, not only destination, prop, top premier competition, uh, top football competition in the world. That's how I'll end this episode, Tyler. That's how I'm gonna end it, and I can't wait 
for the summer transfers, the movements, the money that's going to be spent. I'm worried about my boy Pep Guardiola because this is this was supposed to be his year to take it all away, but it was ripped from his heart by the top by the Tuchel takeover, and Tuchel took over the entire Champions League here today. Tyler, I don't expect to see you only next season. I want to hear about how the CONCACAF semifinals and finals go. I'm sure that a lot of people want to hear about that as well. MLS, as a matter of fact, the season is still going um, with the MLS. MLS usually starts um, after all of this uh, hullabaloo. Yeah, that's how I would call it, hullabaloo. Um, all this excitement that, that's going on in world football, the MLS continues to roar on. And for all those MLS fans, there's a lot more football to go. Tyler, my buddy, my partner, my guy, is it time to say goodbye? It's time, time for the to blow that final whistle, man. Ooh, you ready for it? You guys um, ready for it? Where's my final whistle? I don't have. I'm a pantomime. It is over, guys. It's the last one. Tyler loves to see me do it. I enjoy being on the show here, spreading the the. Uh, footballing news with you guys can't wait to see you next season Tyler and I will pop in for a couple of episodes here and there just to keep you guys connected as to the world of football because there's a lot of football around the world that's going on um, gotta keep you guys connected to that till next time this has been stoppage time <laughs>